Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, so we have an MLB uniform situation we haven't touched too much on on the show. <laughs> the players hate them. The fans are noticing. And I'm going to give you the five things a player should be worried about with the new MLB uniforms. Right. Quick backstory before I start. Yeah, because I'm confused by the jersey yeah. stuff. Okay. So What's going on? Yeah, the jerseys I don't understand. The pants I get because they're see-through. But okay. The jersey I don't get. So Nike still owns the uniforms. Okay, they have now, I guess, however you would say, Fanatics is now bill making them on behalf of Nike. Fanatics is the licensee. Yeah, okay. So Fanatics has made, like, the nameplate smaller. The logos have looked a little cheaper. Some of them aren't embroidered. But on top of that, the material, very George Costanza style, is a little, I guess, lighter to breathe, but therefore a little tighter looking. These are the actual jerseys? Actual. Or these are the fan-purchasable jerseys? Both. Both. So it's being noticed that it looks cheaper, and even players are going, like, you don't feel like a big leaguer in these uniforms. (laughs) And on top of that, the pants are extremely see-through. Wait, but so is this just for spring training, or is this for the season? These are the the new uniforms. And the pants are see-through? Yeah, like if you're wearing your white pants, you can see the jersey tucked in. We're going to get to this in a little bit. You're starting (laughs) to see things when people bend over. Whip out the jumbo package. So I'm going to give you the five things players should be worried about with the new MLB uniform. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. Here we go! Number five. Yellowing armpits on the white jerseys. <laughs> All right? I, I don't know if you guys are pit sweaters, but that's always a tough dynamic. And if these guys start sweating in the pits, not everybody's a pit sweater. That's going to get real yellow on the it's white It's going to get yellow? Yeah. Tanks. Not, We're okay. tanks. What do you mean, okay? You've never seen a, a yellow armpit on a white shirt? Not in a baseball game, no. 
because they aren't cheaply made. So now you're telling me that. now when Aroldis Chapman is on the mound? What yeah. did he sign again? He signed somewhere crappy. Pittsburgh? Aroldis <laughs> Chapman? I think it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Aroldis Chapman is just going to have like giant like stains on him? Yes. On? It's disgusting. Well, All right. Here we go. Number four. All right. Things players should be worried about. Arousal. All right. We, Does that happen while you're playing? What well, about the jumbo you package? How are you going to see? Because here's the thing, Tiki. A, not everybody wears cups Jose in baseball. Josiah Manzanillo. All right. Why would we, you not wear a cup playing baseball? We talked about A-Rod last week with the ball to the girls. A pretty girl sitting in front row. The bulges will be more prevalent now, and the pants are also way tighter. So if things start to happen during a baseball game that you can't control, oh, how often does that happen? What about that the happens. jumbo package? I really doubt that happens. Did, did it ever happen in football? Did Never. Ne- I mean, Never. adrenaline pumping? No. Your mind is <laughs> elsewhere. Really? Yeah. Your mind is always there, by the way, even if it's elsewhere. <laughs> no, not, not in front of the Cowboy cheerleaders? Nothing? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Interesting. Better maybe, player maybe than the me. Eagle cheerleader. <laughs> Hell, the Jaguar cheerleaders. Okay. I got to tell you, my flag got pulled the wrong way in flag football. That could have been an issue. So, Number right. three. Nipples during a rain game. All right? I think wet t-shirt contests are ready to roll with these jerseys. If you get one of those heavy rain games and you're sitting out there and then it's cold, too, like a cold yeah. Chicago night with yeah, the rain, yeah. you're going to see people's nipples. There's going to be plenty of April Met games like that. Yeah. So you think we're going to get a look at Pete Alonzo's uh, pandas? You will see at least two pepperoni-sized nipples this baseball season oh. as a result of these uniforms. Interesting. All right. Number two. Uh, to put it no other way, a wet fart. I, I mean. What? what? What do you mean by that? Regular people could worry about this in jeans. Imagine those in wet pants. Look, maybe the pregame buffet doesn't sit well with you. You know, you're kind of sitting there in the outfield doing that. I got to get back in the dugout. You can't get removed from the game. You move your leg the wrong way. Oh, oh. (laughs) by the way, this is a worry. He's right because a few years ago, I don't know if you remember this. I don't Big conspiracy. (laughs) We confronted Aaron Boone about it. He kind of laughed and didn't want to answer it. Aroldis Chapman and Aaron Boone had this very awkward meeting on the mound. Pittsburgh Pirates, by the way. That's where he said Thank you. And I think Aaron started laughing in the middle of the meeting, and it made no sense. And everyone was like, antennas are up. Like, what's going on on the mound? Uh-huh. And there's a lot of rumors on the street that Aroldis Chapman had to go. Okay. And went. In his pants. In it, on the mound. What? That is a real thing. And we asked Boone about it. I had to bring it up. And Boone just started cracking up, wouldn't answer the question, which was code for... Yeah, what do you want me to say? Right. So if that happens with these kinds of pants, we got a problem. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, the Padres are the only team that may not have to worry. Let's just put it that way. Here we go. Number one. <laughs> Sweaty Jules. Uh, yesterday, there is an image of a player bending down. Uh. We had the debate pre-show. <laughs> Copper balls. Uh, and I, I don't know how to say this any other way. It looked like a turkey gizzard. And I think... <laughs> That if things are going to get really sweaty in these games and you're not wearing a cup, the older players should be worried, you know? And also, I'm going to throw one more at you. It might be easier to detect if players are doing PEDs the way we've heard about shrinkage in the private (laughs) now. All right, thank you. That's your Cinco de Five. Cinco de, a unique one. Cinco de Five every day, 5 o'clock. I'm going to guess, because I have not been enthralled or followed this jersey uniform I, I didn't thing. even pay attention to I started seeing the stories about the pants. Well, the I've jersey seen... didn't make sense to me. I'm like, it's a jersey. Who cares? Right. No, I heard Keith talking about it the other night about the jerseys and whatnot, and then I started seeing pictures of the pants, and I never really saw what people were talking about. And then I heard Gio talking about it this morning. So I'm like, I know it's a thing, but I haven't really understood it, which I know sounds weird. Are they fixing them? 
Well, that's my my assumption is going to be that they're going to fix it. I mean, don't I mean they have to? It's right. It's just, I don't not that it's embarrassing. It just looks bad. Well, like if the shirt is if you see the shirt through the pants, it, it's everybody knows that the shirt is tucked in. Right, but it looks it looks terrible. I think they're going to fix it, a because if enough players complain, you fix it. I know yeah. this is not the same comparison, but years and years ago, I'm going to guess 2008, something of that nature. The NBA decided to change the balls. Do you guys remember this at all? They changed the balls. And the players hated it. And even as fans, you could see the way the ball would come off the rim was almost flatter. (laughs) And the fans hated it. And it took about two months, and the league announced we're bringing the old balls back. And so that's a lesson to me, that enough fans are complaining about it, enough players are complaining about it, I don't think this is really going to be a thing in the middle of August. Not, and I, yeah. I say this completely uneducated about it. Just an idea that usually when enough people complain, right. there's change. Look, the kinks will get worked out before anything matters. That's my assumption, yeah. right? Well, I mean, you hope so. Just yeah. hope it happens before the first wet you-know-what here. <laughs> Peacock. Yeah, no, you put that thought in my head yeah, I now. Know, right? That's a big worry, especially those April games when it's cold and it's mm-hmm. rainy. Think about how many games there are, how many teams there are, how many players there are, and how many human functions there are. That's crazy, man. Let's get to some of your calls, including John on Long Island. Hey, John. Evan, can you please do a fan reveal? Then you can shave your beard, switch to Buffalo or the Giants. Giants would make Kiki happy. Why? Yes. Shave the beard. Why? Next Friday, you're Eddie Mush. Every team, you're two best players in the league on the Nets, and they stink. And you created. And the two best players on the Mets. Pictures and they stink, and it's you. You are Eddie Bush. I don't want you to get fan. I've been a Jet fan for 40 years. I need to win in these next two years, and I don't want you on the ride. I'm a loser. A giant fan. I, you are. And I, Buffalo, I, please. Yeah. I got your beard. Okay. <laughs> change your fandom. What John basically said My Evan God. can change his fandom and lose the beard. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, I'm going to retort this very, very calmly. You could easily, like, say you're changing your fandom and then quietly root for the Mets. Absolutely not. You could lie. Dude, I'm not changing my fandom for anything. Like, my fandom has been with me longer than anything besides my parents and sister. Like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, my fandom has been with me basically since birth. I ain't changing it. But let me fight back with John. All right? I can't do it as much with the Mets. The Met one I have to disqualify because they did win the World Series in 1986. So let's put the Mets aside. The freaking Jets. What were they? What were they? Piling up Super Bowls before I came on the planet? <laughs> what were they? Some kind of dynastic franchise before I plopped out? Like, yeah. what are we talking about? But, like, my fandom led to Jet Pain? Jet Pain's been going on a hell of a lot longer than I was walking the earth. But he, what he's talking about is all the good things that should be coming aren't happening. And they're saying, he's what he's saying is you're mushing them. Oh, it's my fault that Aaron Rodgers turned his Achilles. Yes. It's my fault that the, Verlander the, and Scherzer. are a loud fan. Are mercenary pieces of crap. Yes, because you're the loud fan. So it's my fault. It's your fault. It's my fault that the Nets somehow collected three superstars, and within like three years of it, I'm watching garbage basketball yes, every night. Because you're the loud fan. So when all of those things happened, from from the two aces with the Mets to the, the big three in Brooklyn to Aaron Rodgers, you were talking about how great it was going you're to be. You're co-signing this crap? I'm not co-signing. I'm just giving his, exam- I'm giving his, his reasoning. As soon as you start getting excited about it, guess what happens? So what am I going to do? Not uh, just not be excited? Yeah, just be. Uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'd love to do that, but what what I do is I'm honest with how I feel. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes I feel really good, right. and sometimes I feel and really bad. And now you're trying to mush Sean and the Rangers. I'm not mushing anybody. What I said at the top you, of the show now, for Ranger all you fa- Ranger fans out there is. Great win. You're on a nine-game winning streak. You're one win away from tying the longest winning streak in the history of the franchise. Congratulations. You better win the Stanley Cup. If you don't, this season was a failure. Get to 15. What am I saying that's not true? Get to 15. 15 feels like like obliterate the record. Don't just, oh, yeah, we tied the record from 1940 or 1976. 73 and 40. But to that point, yeah, you are trying to mush us, Steph. I'm not trying to mush you. Mm. I'm, I'm speaking real. You can, and by the way, most Ranger fans who called up the show to, agree with me. But you're not allowed to. Of but, course I am. But you could also speak real and mush at the same time. So you think mm. I'm speaking real and mushing simultaneously? Yeah. And I think that you're you... are secretly wishing that what you're saying happens. And I think, I think you had like a by God, I got it moment. I could kill two birds with one yes. stone here. Well, okay. Here's to prove that you're all a bunch of hypocrites. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to prove it to you. Okay, so with the Rangers, I'm saying you better win the Stanley Cup. Right? Mm-hmm. And with the Knicks, I'm saying you guys are completely overrated and you're getting knocked out early. So I'm being honest. What, is that mushing the Knicks or am no, I just no. telling so you the, the God honest think truth? Think about what you're saying here because there's a Ranger fan and a Nick fan on yes. the other side of that glass. Who hate each other, by the way. Right, and so you're saying something independently about each of them. So you pit them against each other even though they're in the same building. Yes. Right? They're not, and so they're not friends even though they should be. Yes. And... You, what you want to see is the demise of one or the other. Yes. So that it creates strife. Yes. With one or the other. Yeah, that's true. I love right? watching so Nick and Ranger fans yeah. fight with each other. 
And the whole day started with what, Tiki? A poll. Yes. Evan put out a poll. Oh. And what happened on that poll? The Rangers were voted most likely. So Evan went. And most likely to go further in the playoffs than the Knicks. Yes. Evan said, okay. I feel confident in this poll like I do. The Knicks aren't going to win a championship, so I'm just going to declare that anyway. I'm not pushing anybody because <laughs> I got no shot. People believe in the Rangers. I don't. So now that I got people believing, I'm going to mush them, and I think I'm going to prevail because they're not going to do Watch it. Watch how simple this is, Sean. Sean, you're a diehard Ranger fan. Yeah. This team has played incredible hockey. It looks like Igor is fixed after his little learning session that he had a couple of weeks ago. And Jonathan Quick showed you some legendary quick moments. Do you agree, as a man that's been on this planet for a long time now, 1994 was a long time ago, the Rangers have been in the playoffs a lot. They've been in the conference finals a lot. Do you not agree that if the New York Rangers don't win the Stanley Cup this year, this season is a failure? Not only do I agree, I'm trying desperately to lose weight so I could fit in an extra large championship. Fat, fat, fat. <laughs> Thank you very much. The Ranger fan agrees with me, and I respect that. We'll get back to your calls in a second, 877-337-6666. And we listen to what Steve Cohen had to say and interpreted it. I got to listen to Hal Steinbrenner. And based on what he says, and we'll listen to the audio with you, A, I don't think you're adding Blake Snell, and B, I'd be very concerned about re-signing Juan Soto. Now, this is up to all of us, okay? The beautiful thing is that... We report, you decide. Is that the phrase, we report, you decide? Yeah. How? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> How Steinbrenner yesterday spoke, and I remember that Sean broke the glass and he started reading some of House quotes, and they were interesting, but what I always say about quotes is sometimes you got to hear it, and sometimes listening to it may give you a different interpretation yes. than what you heard when Absolutely. it was just read to you. It's why Lugie hates me, because I send Lugie a lot of audio clips and it's, you know, I, I give him more work. And he does a great job with it, by the way. I appreciate it. But the reason I do it is because I really think that a lot of people out there, I'm certainly one of them, need to hear things mm-hmm. to really formulate an opinion as opposed to just hearing something read as a quote. So how Steinbrenner spoke yesterday, and I commend him for speaking to the media, all open questions, some tough questions, and I have some opinions based on what he said. And you guys tell me if I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm being too negative, as you would suggest. Or maybe I have some ulterior motive, which I don't. Which you always do. I do not. Uh, Lugie's been in your head way too much. I'm just <laughs> reacting to what I hear. So here's audio clip number one of Hal Steinbrenner when he's asked, hey, are you still looking to improve this team? And then he'll also be asked specifically about Blake Snell. I think we have a championship caliber team right now, but we haven't stopped looking to improve. And we never will. I mean... You know, we're able to do whatever we're able to do all the way up to the trade deadline. That's a long time from now. So what's your feeling about uh, Snell? I'm not going to get into free agents. I'm just going to tell you that we continue to look at a lot of different options. Um, and, you know, given where we are payroll-wise, any addition to the club is going to be a costly one, but I'm still willing to consider anything that comes my way, anything Cash and his team brings my way. I, I'll leave it at that. But we are not done trying to improve this team. I take mm. that as they're not adding Blake Snell. There's mm. no chance. He kicked it down the down the line. Exactly. You picked up on it. <laughs> Bringing up August 1st, and it's actually July 30th this year, the exact day of the trade deadline, is Hal's answer of, well, we're always looking to improve the team. Oh, oh I wasn't even talking about it that way. Of what course, do you mean? Of course he kicked it down to the trade deadline. Yeah, we'll improve the team as we reassess or assess as we go through the early part of the season. But he also basically said, "This is don't ask me that. This is all on cash. If cash brings me something that I find interesting, we'll talk about it. But, he but until also, he does, 
I'm not I'm I'm not actively pushing to go get Blake Snell to improve our team. It's not like when George was I want that guy, let's go get that guy. Right. I'm not bringing up the whole George Steinbrenner era, but that's that's how it used to be done. Well, by the way, this is better. Ownership. I mean, it should be Brian Cashman's decision, but I took him bringing up the payroll as a big deal and the luxury tax. Oh. He didn't have to bring that up. No, mm. I'm even more convinced to get in Blake Snell now that I've how? heard this. Because I'll tell you why. Obviously, I'm going to tell you why. That's why we're discussing this. Mm-hmm. In that spot, he's acknowledging something he has already told us about the salary and that we don't, you know, you shouldn't have to spend there while saying he will go over if it's brought there and he'll address anything at his desk. By also bringing up the trade deadline, all he's doing is exactly what David Stearns did in light of the, Bingo. Of the injury. Bingo. Mm-hmm. It is exactly like David Stearns. Yet what we hear from David Stearns is they're not doing anything. David Stearns and Hal Steinbrenner essentially said the same thing. No, mm-hmm. but it's also not telling Scott Boris or telling him publicly, I've already let my fans know we're fully in on you. I, he's still holding that right to basically have a little upper I upper card. I completely agree, but I think he's also not telling you we're making a move. Like, I think some people heard what House said yesterday or read what House said and said, oh, here we go. We're getting snow. That was basically him saying, well, we're always looking to be opportunistic. That never stops. No. That doesn't mean they're going to aggressively sign Blake Snell. No, but he, for the first time, he's now gone back on something he told us and acknowledged he would be willing to go over if it's the right thing brought to his desk. And like Tiki said, he did kick it to cash. Ask him. He's the but GM, he and I'm even proving, you know. unprompted brought up the luxury tax. Which shows you, hey, it's a big factor, which I guess I know why you're paying 110% on whatever you sign. So I get why it's a big deal. But bringing that up tells me, yeah, we're not doing this. No, because he's already brought it up. So by bringing it up with the acknowledgement of that doesn't mean we're stuck and we won't go over it, I think it's more telling. There's likely there's a likelihood that he's willing to pay the excessive penalty. The, the question is, is that what Brian Cashman wants to do? Well, Brian it, Ka- well, why would Brian Cashman pay? Because, because if the owner's because, willing to spend more money, he's gonna. Why would he be but, against that? Okay, because he's likely not going to get a lot of moves, mm-hmm. right? So let's say Blake Snell comes in, he's great, but then not whatever, whatever the circumstance is, and then at the deadline they're like, "Oh, we really have a chance, but we got to go get this guy. It's going to cost us X, Y, and Z." It, Hal might say, "Yeah, but we just paid Snell, so you're stuck." Yeah, but so, here's, I, so I feel like. The, the future need is being pitted against the current need. Right, but here's where they also come back. Cause Hal, I didn't pull this clip, but Hal was very protective of some of their prospects, which I think is great to hear if you're a Yankee mm-hmm. fan. If the Yankees trade for a pitcher because they need one on July 25th, the good news is you pay him a lot less because mm-hmm. you're only paying him the prorated amount of money. Of course. But you have to give up prospects versus signing Blake Snell now costs you no prospects. Other than draft it just pick costs stuff, you money. it just costs you money, but a lot of money because of the tax. I heard that, and I don't know how any Yankee fan could hear that and say, "Oh yeah, we're definitely adding somebody." In fact, he was asked point blank, "So is something going to happen, Hal?" Whether it's trades or signings, uh, I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm not saying something's not going to happen. Um, but I'm I'm still willing to improve this team however we can. Yeah, hmm. I don't that's buy a, it. That's a non-answer. That's yeah, a non-answer. Yeah. It's, it's because he can't. That's fine. He can't bend anything. Also, I would go a little further by kicking it to cash and mentioning the luxury tax. You know, for anybody that's been in the camp of you eventually want Brian Cashman out of here, I think that's a clear message, too. If you bring something to my desk and I sign off on it to pay way above and beyond, cash better make sure that works because he's had a lot of misses. Otherwise, 
He probably is at the end of his rope as Yankees GM in terms Mm. of mistakes. Hal probably is done signing off on all these empty checks if you're not doing it. So he's basically telling you, you got one more time to get this right, Cash. I mean, I didn't didn't hear it that way. Not at all. (laughs) But I don't mind it being that way. Now, like what Sean is saying is kind of right. Yeah, like, but I, there's nothing he said that leads you to think no, Brian Cashman's not. on any kind but of short leash. It is kind of hopeful sure. that you, you're you not going to get away with bad signings. I got you. Injured players I, that don't exactly. contribute. And then, oh, okay, I'll just do it again. I'll try something. I'll try something else. I just have a long memory. And I remember last year, the Yankees seemed to overpromise on what they were going to do. In terms of needing a left fielder. And they didn't add a left fielder. That's why we went into opening day last mm-hmm. year watching Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo. So it feels like it's an overpromise to some years of, oh, they're going to do something. I think it's very unlikely they do. Because I think the cost of doing something is prohibitive. Even for an owner that has a lot of money. Now here's the part where this is, Sean's not going to like this. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to push back on me. Here we go. How Steinbrenner got pushed about Yamamoto. And the negotiations. Listen very carefully to what he says. This would be my worry about you guys keeping Juan Soto. Take a listen. So your meetings with Yamamoto, if you offered $325 million, do you think it would have made a difference? I, that's pure hypothetical. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was it too much for you to consider three twenty-five? I I felt the three hundred was a very, very good offer. Yeah, that's a problem. Why? You know damn well why that's a problem. Why? Because Juan Soto is going to get a monster offer from the Yankees, and I'm sure it's going to be fine, just like the $300 million was, and then someone else is going to beat it, and that sounds like a guy who's going to say, hey, I made a good offer, I'm out. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is not Juan Soto. Well, guess what? $300 million is not $600 million. So we could play the same game. Okay, but Juan Soto's not getting $300 million, he's getting more. Are you going to guarantee a contract to a a Japanese import, small pitcher, by the way, who cared more about being seen as a star than potentially being great as a star? Well, they they guarantee him $300 million, Tiggy. I know, but, but there's a lot. There's a line in the sand where right. you have never seen a exactly. guy at this level and perform just, at that. You just say, "This is what I'm willing to go uh, sight unseen." Essentially, even mm-hmm. though they they've seen him clearly because obviously he's been pitching for the last how many years in Japan? Ten, eleven? Nah, not that many. He's thirty-one, right? No, he's twenty-five. 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 He's a kid. Yeah. So whatever he is, he's 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 spent most of his career in Japan. Right. And so. They they know what he can do, obviously, right. but they haven't. He's never done it in, in the United States. They haven't done it in Major League Baseball, and so there's just a limit. I get that. You don't think there's a it, limit for Juan I Soto? I don't. But there's also a limit for Yamamoto with the intention yeah, of you signing Juan Soto. Juan Soto is a proven commodity. I know. I get that. Yamamoto I'm, is not. It's not about comparing the players. It's about comparing the idea that there's a line in the sand. They drew a line in the sand at three hundred million dollars, and I I respect that reporter. I I don't know his name. I gave him. A, I I didn't mm. recognize the voice. But he pushed back, like, hey, you offered 300 why not 325 By the way, here's why it's a great question. If he really wanted the Yankees the way it sounded, the way it was made to believe, yeah. then why wouldn't you match Evan, what the on. Dodgers but offered? But stop. Stop what? Stop. He did not really want the Yankees. We, how do we know that? I, he did Even not. Even Hal says he doesn't know that. want the Yankees. I can read it through the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. I can see what happened. I can see the World Baseball Classic teammates of – of Shohei Otani and Yamamoto and the affection that they showed for one another and how this whole thing played out was simply a setup to get the Dodgers to pay as much money as they could. Maybe. And 
when it ultimately happened, you knew he was going. You know to what the Cashman said about this? It was actually very funny. Cashman said it. I think it was to John Boy. He says, "So we meet Yamamoto in California that first meeting. Of course, that tells you and all you need to know. No, no, but there's there's more to this. <laughs> Meets him in California. Beautiful day. They're looking at the beach. They're looking at the sun. And he says to Boone, "We're gonna have to compete with this." They meet Yamamoto in the Bronx a few weeks later. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. It's rainy. Right. It's disgusting. And you're like, damn, we got to be. Right. This is going to be a tough yeah. sell. It's- so, by the way, I'm not making this about Yamamoto. What I'm making it about is oh, that this there's is about a Juan line Soto. in the sand with but, everybody. Yeah. Like, they're not going to just give him an unlimited amount of money. I don't know if they were doing that with Aaron Judge. Because remember, the Padres made a bigger offer in theory. But we're talking That's my about- only point. A rare free agent at his age that's already proven it in big spots in the World Series. And look, say what you want to say about Cash and Hal. They're not stupid baseball people. They mm-hmm. might have made wrong mistakes and shrewd business moves or anything. There is no—I still go back to this. There is no way they have traded for Juan Soto without a discussion in their head about what a future contract right. may look like. And when having that discussion, I agree you want that. to push all in, you have to know that any other move, big salary-wise— you are, I'm sorry, going to pinch some pennies and draw lines in the sand on other guys knowing that you're going to need every last well, dollar well, to make sure and ensure Soto's here. If you believe that, why were they willing to give Yamamoto $300 million? What do you mean? Well, they weren't willing to go 325 because no, 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 somewhere no. in that they budget. Were, well, hold on. They were willing to give him $300 sure. million. Dollars, and then in the next breath, you're saying they knew going Evan. into this trade, we got to a lot a certain amount of money. They were willing Evan. to pay a guy $300 million. In the next two, three years, if Juan Soto is going to sign a monster deal with the Yankees, the Yankees can't stop there. They were going to be adding that. another starting pitcher, which would have been Yamamoto with that. They have future budgets, spreadsheets, mm-hmm. all of this, where they know how much they're going to need to allot to what. 300 was their line in the sand, the max I, they were I, willing to go. Look, and they also didn't want to be used. Exactly. I think that's what it comes down the to. The skepticism I have, and by the way, for any, I am not bringing up the Mets in this conversation at all. This is irrelevant. This is the Yankees versus the world when it comes to Juan Soto. I want to make that clear because it's not a Met thing. It's Yankees versus the world. Because at the end of the day, if he's not on the Yankees next year, you're pissed off no matter what. It could be the Angels. It could be the Mets. It could be the Diamondbacks. Whatever. Depends on if we win a championship or not. No, I still think Yankee fans would be upset. I, know I disagree. I think Sean would be fuming if it, it would wants feel a lot left. less, mm, I don't know, damaging. Empty? Yes. I don't know. I'd, I'd feel like Kawhi and the Raptors. But yeah, yeah, I think you'd move on quick. But here's my point to this. Juan Soto, in my opinion, is going to get a historical contract because of, of his age, because of his talent, because of his reliability. Right, but he's not getting Otani money. Uh, okay, but he's going to get $650 million, in my opinion. Man. That's the contract. I, re- I, I genuinely, I, if I had to predict right now, 12 years, 600. 12 years, 650. Uh, that's on the table. You want to make a long-term prediction? I'll make that right now with all you guys. It's not the team. Not the team. The contract. All right, 12 years, 625. That's my prediction. Okay. Evan, 12, 625. Today is February 23rd, 2024, 5.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, Tiki, go ahead. Mm. I love these long-term predictions. What did you say? I said 12, uh, 265. I'm 265, 625. 12 to 6. That's $52 million million a year. year. Yep, I'm going with that. Mm. I'm going to say, let's see, so he's 25, so we want to take 26, 38. So the number is probably right. The number of years is probably right. Going with 12. So you can push it out. All right. I'm going to say. Go ahead. Very excited. 600. Oh, he's going with 600. Going with 600. I think that's what I wrote. Even 50. 
And even 50. That's and a good even, prediction, by the way. I respect even that. even 50, because that right. makes sense. Sean, go ahead. Because Judge is 40. Yeah. So they're going to go two extra years. They're going to give him 14 for 675. That gets you to 48 million a year. Wow. 48. So you guys agree with me on the contract. Like, you're not yeah. even disagreeing. No. no. What, what I, that's, not, that's not the disagreement. It's this? not the money. No, the disagreement mm-hmm. is you don't think the Yankees yes. will make sure they yes. are the highest bid. I'm going to tell you another reason why. Hal Steinbrenner said in this conversation uh, yesterday, and also in past conversations, this is an old thing that he has said, I don't believe you need a $300 million payroll to win a World Series. And it was brought up again. Like, hey, Hal, in the past, you've said you don't need a $300 million payroll to win a World Series. Way, he's right, but what he's not, what he's not, I think signing Juan Soto long-term is m- about more than winning a World Series. I mean, obviously, you want to win a World Series. It doesn't matter what it's about. Your know, payroll is going to be enormous if you have two guys making basically a combined $100 million. Yeah, $90 million between the two of them, if you take my deal. And throwing Garrett Cole. Now we're at 120, 130. That's three guys. So, like, <laughs> okay. Right. So, if you, if you have the best players in baseball, it's a, it's a business conversation as well as a baseball one. I, I totally it's a, get it's that. It's a business conversation that we're talking about. Yeah. How do you monetize, in addition to, you know, jersey sales and everything else, having Aaron Judge and Juan Soto and Garrett Cole, all these guys who are elite, winning awards for the in Major League Baseball, you know, still relatively in their prime. How do you monetize that? So when he says we don't need $300 million to win a championship, he's right. But if we want to be the team that every – incremental fan, we used that with hockey the other day, every incremental fan wants to be associated with, then you've got to sign him on. So, so and you've got to let's keep, cut, Aaron Judge cut to the chase. Great. Do you think Garrett the Yankees got to win side? Do you yards. think the Yankees are going to have a $300 million payroll every single year? Because everything I've taken out of Hal is ideally he doesn't want that. He did that this year. They were coming off a bad year. I give him credit for it's, upping the it's, payroll. It's, His reasoning was we were already at 250. So if I wanted to improve the team, it was going to get to 300. Do you think his plan long term is to have 300 all the time? Because his answers have always been no. I think it's all PL, it's all profit and loss, it's all revenue versus cost. But he's and, openly said he doesn't think you need a three hundred million dollar payroll. But you think he's not? He's talking about baseball. He's talking about like on a baseball diamond. He's also talking about payroll. I'm talking about business. I understand that. Like, but to maximize your business, you often need to spend a lot of money on the best products. Tiki, I right? completely that's agree. What he's doing. So then he's not being. I don't want to say truthful. You're saying he's going to go back on his declaration of I'd prefer not to have three hundred as my well, payroll. You could prefer not to have it, but. If it's not like just about, yeah, you shouldn't need this to win a World Series, but for the Yankees to operate like the Yankees and make as much money everywhere, we do need to operate with more than a 300 I, I just, payroll. look, my skepticism doesn't come from a Yankee hater place. It doesn't come from a, I have a big plan of the Mets signing. It has nothing to do with that. It comes from a place of I am very skeptical, and I've been this way for a while, that the Yankees are going to commit that kind of money to just three players. And that's what they're going to need to do to keep Juan Soto. Now, I commend Hal if he does it. Let me say this right now. Juan Soto is a brilliant baseball player. They should give him what he wants. They should make sure they're not outbid by the San Francisco Giants or the Anaheim Angels or the Mets or the Philly. It doesn't matter. The Orioles. The or- mm. Name the team. The Yankees should be the highest bidder, and I will commend them if they are. But am I really crazy to be skeptical when he just said, hey, I thought 300 was fine. I, we have our limits. You don't think they're going to have limits with even Juan Soto? I think there are two checkmates. They have their limits this. with Aaron Judge. There are two checkmates on this. In the history of the Yankees, even recent history, and you brought up Aaron Judge. When they want to keep somebody, do they make sure they keep him? Thousand percent. Okay. 
Number two, when it comes to any team and GM, owner, or anything, what have we learned above anything else when hearing their pre-contract negotiations? It's all about leverage. Don't reveal too much. Yeah. So by him drawing a line in the sand, even if it saves him $10 million on Juan no, Soto, it no, saves no, no. him $10 million. Okay, two things that are different I want to make very clear. His comments about a $300 million payroll are not new. That is something he has said many times before. So that's not a negotiation with that's Scott okay. Morris. So maybe it's just that's a, what he well, said. Maybe it's just a cliche then. Yeah, and by the way, <laughs> you're so focused on that. We just played a clip where he said, look, if anything's brought to my desk and I agree to go over, right. he's telling you it's not a hard line. I know, but if they sign Soto Judge and they have Cole signed long-term, just amongst three guys, they're almost at half the 300. Well, and right. again, you should do it. I commend the Yankees if they do it. I'm just being skeptical on it based on what he has said. Well, time to stop being skeptical, pal, because he's staying here. Okay. 22 in pinstripes forever, and that'll be retired one day. Fair enough. Both here and in the Bronx. I, we may have to do it for him, much like Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we need the help. Ozzie and Woodridge, what's up, Ozzie? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? Nothing. So when you brought up uh, uniforms, uh, I have a question about yesterday. Did you have a T-shirt under your hockey jersey yesterday? Uh, I did. A Costco okay. one. All right. Because if not, that would have led to a lot of chafing issues. It didn't look <laughs> like you had one. <laughs> Ozzy, all due respect, my nipples don't chafe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, wow, that's like a superpower. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you called Fat Man instead of Batman. We call you Fat Man. Uh, you're funny. I learned two things from the show this week. Yes. Number one, Sean cannot be called a lightweight when it comes to the scale, but he can be called a lightweight when it comes to alcohol consumption. Because uh, he got got a little lit up celebrating the blue skirt win, and then he had to take two days off from work. That's a bitch New York Ranger fan. That is true. Why why are you picking on Sean? I was also here Monday with a hangover. Yeah, Yeah, but then what happened Tuesday and Wednesday when you were outside? Or maybe it was mini-COVID. Yeah, (laughs) a little thing called the flu. Okay? Yeah. It's called lightweight. That's what that's called. And Evan, uh, you got a lot of Freudian slips of deviant sexual behavior (laughs) today with the Giannotti thing. And yesterday when you talked about if you knew the outcome of a season, if the Mets were going to win already, you said, strap me on, I'm going to watch the whole season. Listen, one thing I've You're learned. You're like the Trevor Bauer of sports talk uh, radio. No, 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 no. I will, not, I will not take that comparison at all. Listen, one thing about me, even though I'm on the radio talking four and a half hours a day, I make a lot of, like, slip-ups when I speak. Yes. Giannotti would eat me out. Hey, 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 hey. That needs to be banned, okay? <laughs> I misspoke. I apologize. It happens. So sometimes when you speak a lot, and unfortunately I do speak a lot, uh-huh. sometimes things come out and they just don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, your words get jumbled in your brain before they make their way to the mouth. Exactly. Like One of the things I love working about, working with you about, is that you're very good with words. So when I screw up a word, and I'm like, how do I pronounce this? <laughs> or it comes out incorrectly, you're very quick to say, no, Evan, yes, I got this you is back. how you say it. I got you back, bro. That's right. Always. So I, I misspeak. Don't look into it. <laughs> Don't act so like. Should I have corrected you when you said? Did you hear me say it? I did because I, I looked at Sean immediately. It was yeah. like I was did trying to just say what I thought yeah. he said. Me and Tiki had that quarterback receiver hot read. Right, right. All right. I was what trying to say because we were talking about who I would beat up around here, and the answer is nobody. Everybody would beat me up if we had a fight. 
And when it was asked about our morning guy, Greg Giannotti, <laughs> I said he would eat me up and spit me out. That's what Giannotti would say. eat me ah, out. Yes, eat I, me <laughs> up and spit me out, which is a common phrase, right. if I'm not he mistaken. Contracted the, you contracted the phrase and made it into one, right? So you conflated it a little bit. Yeah. And it turned into a, a vulgarness. Break the glass. I have some very sad breaking news. I mean, not really sad. It's not like mm. anybody died. Uh, there's been a rumor going around over the last few days that Joe Sy would sell part of the Brooklyn Nets. And the family attached was actually the Coke family, oh, I remember which this. I've heard of because they're like a big political family. Yes. But they're billionaires. That's the part I really care about. They're billionaires. And so the thought was if Sy is selling you know, a minority stake of ownership to this billionaire family, much like Steve Cohen initially mm-hmm. with the Wilpons, they'd be a pathway to the Koch family saving us from Joe Sy. Apparently, Julia Koch, who is the widow of David Koch, who I guess is the son mm-hmm. of the really of old the Koch, yeah. it would be as a minority owner, quote, with no pathway to majority control. Mm. So it's just a billionaire buying a part of my crappy basketball team. Oh, They're so not what's, buying what's the whole the team. Point? What is the, that's a great question, Tiki. Can you explain to me what the point is? <laughs> I, just, for Joe, it's a sigh of relief. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I get it for uh, Joe's sigh. Like uh, he makes money uh, and he uh, still runs the I team, mean, so it seems like a perfect he world. Alibaba, yeah. right? Yeah. Does he need money? Yeah, I don't think Barkley Center's doing very well, but that's besides the point. I really don't care about that aspect. Well, I care, but not as much. Why, as a billionaire, do you buy fifteen percent of the Nets? Like, what do you get? Like a luxury suite? Yeah, um, like what? What do you get for that? That's why I'm like curious. I guess just to I say mean, you're an owner of a crappy team well, that's know, rudderless. I know this in I know in football because the clearing process is arduous. That t- certain um, moneyed individuals who want to eventually own their own team will become minority investors in a different team. Oh, really? Because it it kind of grooves you to being cleared to be an owner. For somewhere else, down so they're the line. trying to buy a different team. Possibly, that's that's the only thing I can think of because I don't think that Joe Sy needs the money. Maybe he needs the, I don't know, some skin off the table a yeah. little bit. But fifteen percent is minimal. Yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. I know, just... unless there's a bigger alter, a bigger like motivation. I know. I was so the excited. Family. I don't know. I was so excited. I was fighting with people because they're like, "Oh, the Coke family, they're so bad." And I'm like, "Who cares? They're just buying a sports team." What are we breaking down every ruling the Supreme Court's ever made? Like, come on, they're buying a sports team, but now they're not buying a sports team. They're the just, Nets still in the league. They're getting a luxury suite at Barclays Center, essentially, is what they're getting. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.